Hello, this is uh, Kelly McGee, and today's date is October 4th, 2020, and we've just been listening to Anthony Patch talk about entry into the nuclei and quantum dots and qubits, and Celeste Salome, I'm going to be playing right now because she's done an update. And you'll see that her information is very similar to Anthony Patches. Sachs. This is Lost Arts Radio, and uh, we have our guest that we've been wanting to come back on the show for a while. This is Celeste Solom, a friend of ours and close associate who worked in FEMA. Uh, As an insider, we'll let her decide how much to specify about that. And we've had lots of questions for her, and we're going to primarily look at an update since we talked to her last, which was a little while ago. And uh, then not end without looking at responses and solutions and countermeasures and things like that that um because everybody's always wondering what can i do under whatever circumstances we're in because you're going to do something anyway might as well do it consciously and make a decision as well as you can and um anyway so welcome celeste it's really a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you again thanks for being and it's great to be here as usual so, you know, since I barely introduced you, do you want to tell the people who are seeing us for the first time what you did in FEMA as much as you can? And Okay, so, know, so I, worked, I worked in emergency management for a number of decades. And mm-hmm. of course, I did Y2K, I did 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, earthquakes, floods, terrorism, uh, you name it. Um, all around, you know, uh, I was working on a template for plans, so I worked very closely with the plans. And so when I see plans in the field um, of what we're all seeing right now playing out before our eyes, I can recognize those plans and point people to the places in the plans. So um, it's um, I think I was born for this time and this season, and really I get to do my passion that I love, and that's giving people truthful information, and I get to do that now, which to me is a real blessing. 
Right. So one of the primary skills that's of great value that you're bringing is the ability to um, know what documents are saying when they're not necessarily written to be clear for the average person. Right. A lot of things um, are coded that come from the government and the military. So I've been, during this whole year, I've been training people how to recognize those codes. And and then they can do it for themselves. And they're actually having great fun because now the uh, politicians and people in the military are not pulling the wool over at their eyes they can see it clearly and right. once you really do understand the codes you you never can undo it it's not you, you always see it playing out before us yes and just so that we're as inclusive as possible i want to remind people that um wanting to know what's true doesn't have to classify you as right or left on the political spectrum it's just a matter of whether you want to know what's going on and a lot of one of the tactics that the media uses uh, very frequently is to say oh well such and such is just extreme right wing or i haven't actually heard them say extreme left wing about anybody but i i have heard a lot of people who are trying to dig into what's happening and actually find out as being uh, dismissed as extreme right wing and I you know encourage listeners don't fall for that recognize when it's being used and it's irrelevant anyway it's just a bunch of labels to make you not think and what's more important is what's really happening and if it happens to agree with the so-called right or so-called left you're, that's really completely meaningless anyway and we're just trying to find out what's going on like Celeste said truthful information so I don't remember exactly when we talked last, Celeste, but since you've been on, <clears throat> what do you think it's important for people to know is developing at the moment and since then? So I'm breaking this really interesting story. So, of course, you know that I have a biblical worldview. Yeah. And yeah. in the book of Exodus, it talks about Moses when he goes up onto Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. Right. Um, that there were sapphire, well, there were bricks. And in Jewish tradition and legend, those bricks were sapphire. And that the Ten Commandments, contrary to what we all believe, you know, Charleston Heston coming down with the granite Ten Commandments from the mountain, yeah. that they were not really granite at all, that they were sapphire cubes, and that the writing was actually inside the cube, and the, the sapphire rock formed around it, so that these... Ten Commandments were literally written in stone, but inside. And why would that be? Because that way, nobody could say, well, Moses, you know, Moses took his pen up there on the mountain and did it. It's Um, like on the computer when you choose prevent editing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Read only. Right. Right. So here I am. I'm reading through, you know, scientific peer review peer-reviewed journals and all of a sudden I run across these nanocubes and so we've talked a little bit about the nanoparticles but these are nanocubes but they have some really special properties about them 
One is that they will be um, contain the quantum dot or the quantum, quantum um, or the hydrogel, and they will be in the vaccination. So why did I just like when I saw it? I just like went into my chair and my jaw dropped, and I was oh my gosh! So what happened was um, that what they're doing is using lithography have you ever heard of lithography before yeah i've heard of it but i don't think i could define it as well as you so so lithography is actually writing so the powers that be the researchers and the scientists are writing secret messages on these nanocubes that they are then going to inject into our body and as far as i'm concerned it's evil um this is um they also then are using uh cryptography which is a way to like encrypt those messages so that the average person would not know what those messages were and then furthermore i like Oh, maybe a couple weeks ago, I found that they were going to deploy 23 different nanotypes or classifications of robots in the vaccine. And each one would do a specific thing. And some of these are clamps and um, different vices and stuff. And what they will do is hold these nanocubes onto your, let's say, red blood cell or onto your bone or onto your organ until it fuses together and your body accepts it. And then Mm. the nanocube becomes one with you. And as we talked about previously, then you become one with the quantum computer and you would not need a device or a wearable or a, a, a computer any longer because you can speak directly to the quantum computer. So this is transhumanism. Yes. Right. And it's it's melding human with, um, you know, it's like becoming a cyborg, I guess, to use Terminator terms. And yes, Yes, and actually they do mention about Terminator. We're all becoming sensors. We are just sensory nodes. Um, when we take these things into oh, our body that are um, I'm sorry. registering the environment and sending back those messages to the quantum computer. Wow. I guess they're not using nano sapphire dust, though, right? It's some other material. It, it's the graphene and the, the hydrogel and quantum dot that has those special and in um, some circles one might say magical properties to it um, that allow it to do that. So what was the context of the document that you found this in? So it was about the this particular peer review study was talking about the lithography and the cryptography and it was like maybe 23 or 25 pages it did have pictures um in it uh to show the process it's like a three-step process where they they 
make a foundation or you have to have a foundation and then there is the ink um, and that's what they would do the writing with and then there would, would be like a ceiling of that and then that would be the nano cube and then what would happen is it is in the nano gel then that gets injected into your body and then it uh, assembles and then it um, starts to grow and spread and then eventually it crosses your blood brain barrier and that's when you become one with uh, one with the quantum computer that is a process um, basically as this hydrogel or quantum dot grows in your body you become less human and it mm. grows and it gets bigger and that will probably mm. vary from person to person like for some people it might be a very fast process and in other people it will be a slower process but eventually it does take over your whole body but this quantum gel and or quantum dot and it does kill uh the person there was a person that i interviewed on my show celestial wonders named barb wilson and her daughter was actually experimented on with this technology and dr ben carson the neurosurgeon was the neurosurgeon that opened her daughter's brain and she asked as a mom what did you find and dr carson said i don't know that's when it was all still secret and they were just experimenting with it is that he the ben carson who was a presidential candidate yes yes okay. the very same all right and so this was written up in science journals and so um he goes it was like glue her whole brain was like glue every nook and crevice of her brain was glue it went down into her brain stem and spinal cord and it went throughout her nervous system and it was several years later that she died from from this so it's very important for all of the listeners and viewers out there to not take this into your body and how are the different ways that you might get this um you might get it there's they're gonna be making some hydrogel masks and then you would be breathing in that hydrogel there is they're not going to call those hydrogel masks right um i don't know what they're going to call them I, i'm just seeing more and more science articles talking about them and how good they are because they will keep us free from disease right. so that's the un mandate that we are all free from disease and so they want want us to wear these masks yeah. another way like is permanently basically right yes oh, like we'll be have to wear masks the rest of our life right. and then another way is the testing um if that swab and we've talked about that swab it does have the hydrogel and the nano or quantum dot on it um so that's another way it can enter your body and then the bigger dose would be the vaccination there are some doctors that are getting quite clever in mexico 
and they know that there's going to be resistance to the vaccine. So they are experimenting putting the vaccine in a tomato. And so every time you eat a, a salad or have a pizza or lasagna or however you enjoy tomatoes, you would actually be do- being dosed with the vaccines. So this is a genetic engineering project and so yes, it's not like it they inject it into the tomato. It's like all the cells of the tomato have it, basically. Yes, yes. And it might, you know, the only article that I've seen is on tomatoes, but there may well be other foods uh-huh. that are going to contain this. But the biggest thing, because it, the vaccines have to be refrigerated, Um, So there's going to be limited ways unless they develop a vaccine that does not have to be um, refrigerated that they can deploy it. Now, another common question that I get a lot and I think we need to talk about is, are all nanoparticles bad? No, Um, you know, God creation there is little fine dust you you see it around your house i see it around my house um and there's even smaller things at the nano level and that does they're not all bad right but but you're talking about the natural ones i'm talking about the natural i would think the question too would be are all synthetic ones bad that's where you're going to start have to get so i would think of it as a as the lights um as you're driving the green light yellow light red light so a natural nanoparticle i would say is a green light you're good to go you're fine um you know you might just like you get a whiff of you know i a powdery substance of some type, you know, you're going to live through it. Or right. um, now when you start talking synthetics, you're going to have that should start sending a message to you, a yellow light. I need to like find out more about whatever is being um, dispersed. Is it, how am I getting this? Is it dangerous? Is it not? I should at least have it on my radar and be doing a little bit of investigation on whether it's a danger to me. Right. And then anything with the quantum dot or the hydrogel, that's a red light. Don't take it. Draw your line in the sand. Whatever consequences, unless you want to die a slow and painful death and be just not even a human anymore, but a synthetic entity with an invisible invading army inside your body that's growing, I would not take that, no matter what they promise you. And they're going to promise you longevity. They're going to promise you... Um, that your health is going to be better, that whatever ailment you have, they're going to be able to take care of with these products, but you're going to have to use your wisdom and your brain that you were born with and say, no, I'm not ready to take the consequences of this unknown technology. Because you see, they're... 
this technology has been around for a long time. I believe it's actually ancient technology mm. that the ancient peoples and civilizations used to have. Right. And then it kind of got lost. There was a lot of um, a global cataclysm, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then the this information was lost, maybe carried by just a few individuals underground. And now mm. it is reemerging. And so not too many people are aware of the technology and the dangers. And that's why we're talking about it today. So, right. so that you can learn a little bit about it. Well, considering the motives of the people that are now in charge, it would be highly unlikely that they would invent some kind of a synthetic nanotechnology if it wasn't going to hurt you in some way. Well, to, to me, just the idea of having 23 different classifications of robots crawling over every inch of my body, mm -hmm. I just, it creeps me out. I'm sorry. It just creeps me out. <laughs> yeah. And robots are small now. Or this kind of robot. So when you think, so what am I th talking about when I talk about nano? I am talking at the atomic level. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I'm, it's the size of an atom is what I'm talking about. And these are wow. actually robots constructed with a hollow belly that has a payload in there that can contain anything. Yeah. And then um, the ability to move and grow. And some of these robots are autonomous, which means they are almost sentient. They can... They will do what they want to do. They are sentient, uh, um, autonomous entities. And others need, have a specific mission, which is given to them by um, the frequencies that they are exposed to, uh, to deploy and where to deploy and how much to deploy into your body. Right. And when you say whatever the consequences don't take these things, I have the feeling that there are two ways that they can try to force this. One is, you know, teams of armed men coming to your door and armed women, too. The women are proving they are equal. They can just be as terrible as the men. So it could be a, you know, combination. But the other way is to say, look, it's going to be completely voluntary. You don't have to do any of this stuff if you don't want to. You just can't use money or your bank or your car or go out of your house or eat food or, you know, some of the luxury um, privileges from government. But you absolutely don't have to take any of it. And I think people are not as clear what to do about that. So that is actually the foundation of all federal programs. They are all voluntary Right. Even the IRS is voluntary. Yeah, good point. So this is the type of voluntary that we're talking about. Um, it's a voluntary coercion. You know, they drop the, they don't say the coercion part. They just talk about the voluntary part. Yeah, that's good. So it's not stressful that way. Yes. But, I mean, people are still really trying to be creative and looking for responses to that. If you're living in a completely self-sufficient environment off the grid and um, you have all your own food being produced and that sort of thing, other materials that you can barter for, that's probably a pretty good foundational setup. But most people are living in high-rise apartments in dense cities, not very self-sufficient. And they're wondering what to do if it becomes voluntary in that way.
And I guess we're still looking for answers on that, right? Well, the best way is to get prepped as best you can because basically it is my understanding that one of two scenarios is going to play out. One, they will either lay siege to your home and you'll not be able to come out and right. you're not going to be able to go to work or get health care or go to shop, shopping, go to the bank unless you're compliant. Um, and there's another one that basically in Montana that has started, which is what we talked about last time, is that people are being issued two-week notices for eviction mm. from their rental or their home. And um, the, the buzz is right now that the FEMA camps are up and ready to go operational. Yeah. And so because you are evicted from your home, they're going to pry you out of your home. Um, and then supposedly you'll go to these camps. And many people have the false idea that they're going to be spending a lot of time at the camps, that if they obey the rules and do certain things, that they'll live out their natural life. When in fact, um, really the plan is depopulation at these camps. Um, because you have just by the mere fact that you're at the camp means that you're not a compliant person so you are going to be put in the depopulation line yeah and actually um, there's a good example of that uh, kind of early version of it being shown in New Zealand I think yes obviously it's okay because it's a woman president or prime minister but but the basic idea is that if you don't agree to be tested i think now they're setting it up so you go to these camps it's not a theory for the future yeah and now the camps are springing up all over the united states and really they can be your walmart they could be a target these malls that are now virtually abandoned because they've driven all the mom and pop stores out could easily be converted to a temporary public reception center is what they are actually called right a place to keep you safe from all the stresses of the world yes yeah i agree and it's interesting speaking of corporations like the ones you mentioned and others that most people don't realize the degree of collusion between the large corporations but from a lot of the clues that we have it looks like the vast majority almost all of them are working in harmony as if they were parts of one company which i think is pretty interesting yeah it's kind of like a hydra whether it's government or public it's kind of like this hydra with multiple arms and tentacles and you know you might chop off one and then another one pops up Uh someplace it's pretty discouraging in a way yeah yeah it can be and so um you know some of the demonstrators in in the cities now that are trying to burn down the country and in the UK and what used to be Europe and places like that there's some of them are saying that they're against fascism and that's why they're being willing to help us so much by burning down the buildings and beating people up and shooting them you know for our future benefit and of society but actually they most of them I would guess have no idea what fascism is and 
what they're supposedly protesting and what you're defining is fascism by the classical definition you know that Mussolini called corporatism and is government and, and corporations merging and I think most of the cor- most of the government agencies now are actually for-profit corporations they just forgot to mention it right yeah they they don't mention it except our president on Friday the 13th in March uh-huh. did go public and basically announced to the United Nations and the world that all these corporations were working hand in hand married if you will um, which is the very definition of fascism right, right. he didn't say how he was going to fix it though I don't think but that was Except- about when when the lockdown started in the U.S. About that yeah, he didn't say how he was going to fix it, but that they were all working together for the same goal. It is against amazing. Against this in, invisible enemy. Yeah, for our own protection. And uh, I know that bef- long before the lockdown stuff started, years before, anybody that would go against the narrative of even health agencies back then um, found out in, by demonstration that all the corporations were working together because they would lose PayPal accounts and bank accounts and um, Uber privileges and all kinds of things which seem disconnected to most people. Yeah, it's a brave new world we live in these days. We're in a really unusual situation. Yeah, there's really never been a time in history um, there have been conquerors before that conquered this territory or that mm-hmm. but we're talking about the whole world now under uh, these guidances and mandates and different things yeah i was talking about some that to somebody this morning and just observing that if there was a literal invasion of some other country's troops coming into whatever country you're in that's really nothing compared to what's actually happening and this is at a level way beyond the world wars and all that but it's being kept very nice and you know beneficial and peaceful and pleasant and uh, some of the people leading it wear really mild pink sweaters and other kinds of clothes like that and you know talking non-threatening voices that are scientific so basically I, I know that a lot of people are expecting a big World War Three, and I believe yeah. that World War Three will actually happen in the physical uh, because of the environmental changes and because of the disruption of the whole world and this new world order coming into being. But my concern is that I really believe that World War Three has already begun, and it's this invisible stealth army that is invading our bodies and our minds Mm -hmm. and that to me is bigger than any physical battle um, because we are literally fighting to the battle to retain our humanity so there's two levels happening in that right now one is represented by the lockdowns I guess and all the physical punishment, like in Australia, of the people who dare to defy it. But the other one is with your cells in your body, right? Which is what you're referring to. 
just because these nano cubes are held by clamps and other uh, nano robots until it's fused into your body until it's just one with your body <clears throat> and you might ask the question well doesn't your body recognize it as a foreigner and an invader and go out and attack it and make war against it no your body doesn't it's been made with certain coatings on it to be stealth it's like a cloaking device or camo and so your body does not recognize these nanocubes as being a threat or a danger or an invading army is that similar to what they do when they have to fix your bones in a bad accident you you've got certain bones that are shattered and they have to put a brace inside the bone and they can't afford to have it rejected right so yes. they must have some kind of technology to prevent that that they use well so i i don't know if you can see but i've broken both my wrists and okay. so i have plates holding them together so basically this is the same principle is happening at the molecular level inside your body with these nano uh robots that have invaded and then they're holding the nano cubes to your body until your body just absorbs it people have also been talking about the idea that in the uh geoengineering spray residue that's being sprayed over everybody there are some similar components in that as well have you heard about that I haven't. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because, like, if they're going to put it in the tomato and they are expecting a large portion of the population that will refuse the vaccine, so they're going to get clever and figure out other ways. So it would not right. surprise me if they did not add that as an element to the geoengineering problem. Oh, it's program, more of but I have not heard of it. It's very efficient because most of us are still addicted to breathing air at this point. At this point, it is um, one of those things we must do. Yeah. So, you know, what it looks like to me is you can avoid as much as you can, but if there's some of it that's almost inevitable, that, like if it's in food or water or air or things like that, then we need a whole new real science of detoxing these things out of the body before they get irrevocably hooked in. I don't know yeah, and that part, you know, this technology has been around for a while, but not how to counter it. I've heard some people say borax, other people say, uh, you know, keep, you know, eat an alkaline system. But I really don't know what will, because these are synthetic part synthetic part biological entities mm -hmm. um so i'm not sure how to once they're in your body to get them out um or how long it takes them to fuse with your tissue so the best stand that you can make right now is don't get tested yeah. um yeah. and then also most definitely do not get the vaccine multiple vaccines they're saying yeah. it's not going to be just one vaccine it is going to be a minimum of two and for right. some people they want it like every two weeks or once a month yeah i think they realized 
wow, we're just about to give 7 billion vaccines. Do you have any idea how much money that is? And they thought, wait a minute, why would you only have to do that once? Once we get permission to do it at all, it should be all the time. But it's Every day if possible. But to do that, they've got to keep people alive long enough to do all that too. Some of this might not be very healthy. No, it's not healthy. And I don't think that their interest is to keep us alive. This is a depopulation mechanism or two. Right. Yeah, what I've what I've found and the conclusion I've come to is that the money motive and being in the elite remnant and special privileges and that gone. is what's told They're to the dead. servants. So that, because if you told them that it's to you know, eliminate everybody, it might be bad for morale of the people working for the dark side of the whole thing so they say you're going to be incredibly you know rich and have freedom to do anything you want in the world and all this stuff don't know that because i'm sure it's really played out in history before and that's one reason that we can't be complicit with this mask wearing thing because one it makes us if they're trying to erase our humanity Right. And trying to get us to obey orders that make no sense whatsoever. Exactly. And so what we need to do is use our brain that that we have and yeah. say no and start resisting now at the mask level before we're forced with the, the testing all the time and also yeah. the vaccination. I think that they agree with you that that would be really important because that's what they're trying to prevent. And in the lockdowns, one of the things that they take away is your ability to be around other people because you might talk about doing something, right? It prevents dissension or seems to. So they have to censor social media for that too, which they're doing. I mean, they're doing all that stuff. In the U.S., it's it's encoded into the First Amendment and, you know, the ability to... Uh, peacefully gather to protest and I mean not burn down cities obviously but to decide how to protest about what's going on so that's all cancelled temporarily and what they're not letting people remember is that if you have unalienable rights which is what it says in the um, declaration I believe of independence then um, it doesn't matter if there's an emergency they can't ever be taken away and it doesn't matter if you live in America. You have the same rights. Absolutely. Now, anywhere Absolutely. in the world. By the very virtue that you're human, you have these rights. Exactly. And they didn't come from the United Nations or from government or anything like that. So in a way, that's kind of the basic issue. Because they're all making the assumption, if there's an emergency and if it's really bad... Even if it's not really bad, but if it's an official emergency, then you don't have any rights. And they are assuming that we will do anything it takes to be safe. That we will sell ourselves out. We will actually take something that will kill us to save us. And if that isn't the stupidest thing, I mean, that's if you boil it down, that's what it is. They're saying. Yeah, that's the new logic. Yeah. 
And, and it goes along with a bumper sticker that I saw in the 60s um, when they were getting into all the things that you should not do so that you wouldn't hurt the earth. And they're saying, save the earth, kill yourself. And, and that was actually somewhat logical because if you think that humans are absolutely terrible and the earth is good, then that makes sense. But to, to kill yourself, to save yourself, that's the, uh, the next level of backwards logic, right? Although I don't think the person in the 60s that did that paper that said kill yourself to save the earth, I bet you they didn't lead by example and kill themselves no because to somebody the had to, somebody had to stay around to keep telling the other people how to do it you know it was actually a selfless gesture on their part but um <laughs> so yeah now now it's a matter of in fact the founders of of uh, america were saying i should remember which one was it that said was it benjamin franklin or somebody else Somebody else who said, whoever gives up um, freedom for security won't have either one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, how, how much are these new documents coming out? Is it just a constant stream of them now? or It's like a fire hose. I, it is unbelievable how many articles are just... I mean, literally, like, imagine a firefighter with his hose putting out a fire, an apartment fire, let's say, or a house fire. That's how much material now is coming out from every angle. They are just assuming that this is our new reality. And um, we were just kind of joking before we went on air about... um, only Martian lives matter. Well, yes. it's a matter of only nanocube lives matter. Um, yeah, so okay. they're they're making it that this is our present reality um, and that we've accepted it. But what we have to do is use our brain and with the wellspring of the human spirit, say no to this technology. Well, and it seems like the time to say that is easier when it when the issue is masks than to, um, more serious invasive things, right? Yes. Okay, so that is the end of part one, and I will update this, and we'll go to part two.